When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. It's estimated that there are over 11 million undocumented immigrants in America. And the question of what to do has sparked fierce debates, but without significant actions being taken. And while most Democrats favor allowing them to take steps to legalize their status and become United States citizens, many Republicans say that offering a path to citizenship is essentially giving amnesty to lawbreakers. So is there any truth to this? Let's get down to business. The business of being black today is should undocumented immigrants have a path to American citizenship. Please welcome the assistant professor at the University of Central Florida, Dr. Larry Walker. Political commentator Rashid Walters is here. Artist Thank and consultant. Hi. Artist and consultant Anna Jelsey Velasco Sanchez on board. And conservative political consultant Shirley Hussar is here as well. I love to start the conversation off with why should black people care? So, Dr. Larry, tell me, why should black people care if there are undocumented immigrants in America? Yeah, Timmy, there, I mean, there, there are a few reasons that black people should care. I think the, the first and maybe the most important reason is a reminder that, you know, there are a number of immigrants, uh, you know, people who are undocumented here in the United States. Who are from who are black people who are from the Caribbean who Afro Afro Caribbean and I think that that's lost a lot of times you hear the conversation of people coming from Mexico and Central and South America but there are far there are quite a uh, you know a number of people from various co- uh, countries in in the Caribbean that are black that are also want a path to citizenship and and like I said this is not something that's often talked about in terms of the mass media and that's why your show is so important but that's something to keep in mind that there are people that look like you and I. Who, who have come here, who certainly feel looking for a better life, who perhaps didn't, didn't file the proper paperwork to become, you know, come here legally, but individuals who are working hard, contributing to the U.S. economy, and like I said, look like you and I. Rashid, why should Black people care? I think that Black, first off, thank you, Tammy, for having me on your show. Thank you for also, you know, showing the world that Black people all have different opinions. We all don't think the same. I think it's very important for us as black people, because if we look at what's taking place in Washington, D.C., recently in Washington, D.C., they have um, put forth something where illegal immigrants could now vote in elections in Washington, D.C. And what that means for black people, unfortunately, as uh, you know, as a population, we are at 13 percent. We've been here for 400 years, yet Latinos are at 18 percent. And allowing now illegal um, immigrants to vote what would that do to the black vote? How how would we as black people be- become um, still be contenders in deciding who our elected leaders are if we have now undocumented illegal 
aliens voting in American elections. So I think that's why we should care, because politically we'll be in some serious trouble if we start to see that replicate throughout the country. Surely. Yes. You know, when we talk about illegal or we use the word undocumented. Well, I would I, I, I want to answer ask this question first. I'm sorry. And yes, we do refer to um, uh, uh, immigrants as immigrants versus aliens today, uh, just out of respect for human kindness. Uh, but surely, why should black people care? Black people should care because our urban communities are being overturned, are being invaded by people who, if you want to use the term undocumented, I'm going to go according to what law says. And what law says is they have different names. They have undocumented, they have alien, they have foreigners, whatever name you want to call it. But if you use the word undocumented, a person that's undocumented that is here illegally, um, why are we giving illegal a pass for that, but we don't give illegal a pass for marijuana or mass incarceration or homelessness where each state is not being responsible for our people? So we should be concerned because we're being replaced and we're being ignored and monies are being allocated towards those people. Anna Jelsey, uh, why well, should black people care? Thank you. First of all, I. I feel like it's very important to acknowledge that there's a a false divide being made or for a false um, separation between black and immigrant. And I appreciate Dr. Walker acknowledging that you can be both. So immigrants are not inherently displacing black people. One in 10 black people in the U.S. are immigrants. You know, by 2060, a, a overwhelming percentage of, of um, the black population is going to come from immigrant populations. It has increased every year. It's, it would be a natural thing to care about. Yeah. I want to circle back to what Shirley said when she said we are being replaced. Assuming, Shirley, you mean black people are being replaced with, uh, with, with undocumented immigrants. Is that what you mean? Exactly. But let me clarify some things about black. First of all, I'm not black. I'm a Negro. I was born during the time when my birth certificate doesn't say black. It doesn't say African-American. It doesn't say colored. Uh, colored was something also that are on black people's birth certificates. So for people who come into this country and don't know the American history of descendants of slaves who build and contribute to this country, and now we've been lumped in this thing called black. Everybody's black. Well, I disagree with that. I think there's certain blacks who qualify in a different status because of how they've been born and where they've been born. My family traces back to 400 years in this country. Um, when we talk about undocumented immigrants, we're talking about people who were unskilled. And now when they come here, especially in California, uh, we have a division of areas. When you say unskilled. What do you mean unskilled? Well, I mean unskilled. You come here, you have no skill. You have no skill. We have been taught and we have given and we also train people in skills like auto mechanic and building. We were doing that first. And now when you look at even people who are in construction, where are the black construction workers? You don't see them. When you look at the hotels, where are the black people who own hotels? You see- But Dr. Larry, Shirley says that we are being replaced with unskilled workers who are coming into America, taking our and, jobs and becoming that we have- here, And becoming that, skilled here, let's clarify that. I'm sorry, yeah. and what? And becoming skilled here. And becoming skilled here. That's correct. Uh, and becoming skilled here and uh, taking our meaning black or Negro, for the sake of this conversation, we'll just use black, uh, taking black people's jobs. Tammy, that's inaccurate. 
And so, you know, I think it's really important in terms of, you talked about earlier about the conversation, about semantics, about the kind of language we use. Particularly, as we know, as Black folks, we know the kind of language you use can be used against you and be harmful and cause violence. So that's the first thing I want to highlight. Secondly, my colleague, as she mentioned, talked about, you know, um, people immigrating to the United States, taking our jobs. That's not, that's not accurate. And if, hey, Tammy, let me give you an important statistic. The Center for American Progress found a report in about last year or two that if undocumented immigrants are giving a path to citizenship, it would, it would contribute $1.7 billion to the uh, growth of domestic product, GDP. So when we have this con people have this conversation about individuals stealing our jobs, it is not accurate with we know what's happened in the last several decades in the United States, people have immigrated here. Secondly, we have to be really careful about the language we use. Thirdly, if it wasn't for undocumented immigrants we talked about, many of the food you have on your plate or buildings you see designed would never be built. So we have to be really careful in terms that we talk about also, we mentioned and we suggest that undocumented immigrants are unskilled. I know people who've immigrated to the United States who didn't have a paper who are engineers or physicians. So we have to be really careful when we use these, this language because it's dangerous. And as I said, we know we've seen for during the Trump administration is contributing to violence, not only to black folks, but also other minoritized populations. Rashid, I want to ask, um, uh, go ahead, Anna Jelsey, go ahead. Uh, I, I would I would take that even further and and make it a little bit more real for our current situation. We've been in this pandemic going on um, three years now. Over half a million, about six hundred thousand people who have worked in agriculture over the last three years, who have maintained our food supply during a really tumultuous time in this country, have been undocumented immigrants. So you have those folks who are doing this physical labor, not unskilled at, at, by any means. You also have the reality that a third of um, black immigrants coming into the into the undocumented immigrants coming into the U.S. have a college degree. They are receiving degrees at the same rate as other immigrants in this country. So their skill, the range of skill is is limitless when it comes to both documented and undocumented immigrants in this country. Rashid, Anna Jelsey says we perhaps wouldn't have food if it weren't for undocumented immigrants. And Dr. Larry says maybe not even buildings as well. How, how do you how do you feel about that? Well, uh, Tammy, can I respond to um, what they did mention of course. Um, regarding the fiscal burden? Well, according to the Heritage Foundation, um, if we go forth with this, it will cost the taxpayers approximately $6.3 trillion for Social Security, Medicare, welfare programs, public education, and other government, excuse me, other government benefits and services. And, and this is because um, I know that it was just almost, it was mentioned, the, the percentile of uh, legal immigrants with college degrees, but according to the U.S. Census in 2010, it found that 50% of illegal immigrants did not even have a high school diploma. And that's compared to 8% of Americans. So when we talk about that number, obviously we all know here that if you do not have a high school diploma, in America, you're not going to be doing pretty well when it comes to getting a job and being taken care of. So, you know, that is something to really look at in merit. It, it does not only hurt Black people, but it hurts the whole country. That's a very, very big burden to bear. And um, it's also noted that, you know, yes, perhaps um, due to cheap labor, there may be, um, you know, benefits, as mentioned with food and other things, but we have to understand this is 2022. We're into we're in the age of automate uh, of machinery. 
Next thing you know, there's going to be machines that could be picking fruits and vegetables as we have, quote unquote, um, illegal immigrants do, that will be more efficient and cheaper. So when that happens, let's just say that this, this measure goes through. People who don't have the um, high school credentials, what would they do besides be completely reliant on the welfare state, which is going to tank us as a country because we're already having a large issue with that. So, that's Well, so let me uh, do something real quick, put a little food on my plate and take a commercial break. We'll be back with the business. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack, and the business of being black today is undocumented immigrants. Uh, Dr. Larry, you wanted to respond to Rashid before we left? Yeah, Rashid, uh, you know, so I'm a, Tammy, I'm a former congressional staffer, so he mentioned the Heritage Foundation. I think context matters. So, and I know Rashid is very aware of this, but the Heritage Foundation is what you would consider a conservative right-wing uh, think tank. So the numbers that he offered, I would say, offer, you know, we, we would consider with a grain of salt. Let me, let me tell you why. Um, listen, when we talk about Social Security and other social programs, it's first of all, be clear that some, you know, if someone's undocumented, they don't qualify for some of these programs. That's first. Second of all, as it relates to Social Security, and uh, maybe Rashid's not maybe aware or not aware of this, but Social Security is a program in which the people behind you pay into the system. So essentially, if you give a path of citizenship to those who, are, who didn't come here with documents, those individuals would then pay into the Social Security system for those who have already retired. So I think context matters in terms of understanding how social services work. Most undocumented immigrants don't even qualify for some programs. Well, it's my understanding that by the time I get Social Security, it may not be there. But that's a whole different show, a whole different, different conversation. <laughs> Surely. Yes. You know, when we talk about what Dr. Larry with Smith and Trini, we should be careful with words. Last time I looked, Dr. Larry, we live in the United States of America where we live under the Constitution and we have the right to give our opinions and what we say and how we say it. It's the problem in this country is people like you who get out there and you want to correct us on our wording. These people are here, un in they're undocumented, and that is illegal. And illegal means wrong, wrongdoing, not abiding by the law. We live under a constitution with laws. And right now we have an administration in office that I feel is treasonous to this country and not doing well for this country, according to gas and housing that's going on. And now we want to give these people free housing. President Biden in March, or at least within this year, has already given over $800 million to Ukrainians. They give money to all these illegals. They work with their own people. We live in a state of California where it's like a bad version of Epcot, where you have El Salvadorians and Guadalajarans, and they're not coming here through the right passage of the way it should be done. I don't support anything that you're saying, and I totally believe that you're wrong. You're not working in the best interest of descendants of slaves or even black people. All you guys care about is these poor immigrants. What about the poor black people that you step over when you go drink your Starbucks coffee on Thursdays and you don't even give attention to the fact that these people are urinating and pooping in front of you on the streets? No one is addressing those issues. The are house you is checking their immigration oh, status? Those issues. Excuse me? Are you checking the immigration status of these people? Why are you just pointing about your undocumented immigration status, dear? I'm a descendant of slaves. 
I only care about my people. When you have your people, or if they're your people, uh, come into this country the, not the right way, and you want us to continue to put our passion and our energy towards there and monies and executive orders given to the people who come into this country wrongly, as well as the people who come here as immigrants to EB-5 visas, we're flooding this country people who don't value the American way, who do not operate under the Constitution from the federal level to the state constitutions. All they do is alter the rights. Look at what happened in California with the city council, where uh, Kevin DeLeon, who will not step down, who should step down, including all of them. And then they go behind the scenes and talk about black people, call us monkeys on the street. Your people ain't called a monkey. Mine has been. Honey, my people have been here 400 years in this country. And this is what we have to deal with. And then we have to have this brown-black coalition. The brown coalition doesn't even think about us. They don't even include us. Maybe you think so, but when we come to money allocations, and if you look at the Latino coalition, you people get a lot of money and you control the states and the monies. So I, I taught my passion for my people when we sit back and talk about privatized prisons of black people who are used as commodity in this country and who were brought here as slaves in the 1600s as commodity and still used as commodity today. Anna Jelsey, I, I know you want to get in, but I want to ask a specific question in, in, uh, based on what Shirley is saying. Undocumented equals illegal. That is illegal. So why should undocumented immigrants, based on the legality of it, why should they uh, receive amnesty? So let's talk about what that word means, what illegal means when it comes to, to immigration. Uh, it is illegal to cross a undesignated border, um, undesignated space on our border within, into the United States. That is the crime that people were referring to when they say illegal. That is um, once a person has crossed in, it is not an ongoing crime. The same way you would hear about somebody committing another crime and that their follow-up actions can be illegal. I'm saying, ma'am, I gave you an opportunity, and now I'm taking mine. Hold that thought, Shirley. Let her get her thought out. Shirley, let her get her thought out. I'm not sure who you're yelling at. Let her make her definition of what illegal is. Go ahead, dear. Give it's us not my definition. You, no, you seem to definition. be very passionate about the law, and so I'm going to break it down for you. It's your law, and it's your alternate law under these people who are running in the Shirley, state of let me, let, her get her, let me let her get her thought in, let her thought in. Thank you. For those Thank who you. are so deeply concerned with what the law is, what is illegal is the action of crossing the border. Once you are here, it is not considered an ongoing crime by law to remain in the United States. What it becomes is a civil infraction, a civil violation. The, now, the act of crossing the border, while illegal, let's talk about what we mean by illegal. It constitutes a barely felony-level crime where you cannot even get up to two years, or you can only get up to two years for committing that act, and you're more likely just to be turned away or receive a $50 fine. Comparable crimes include things like driving on a suspended license. This is such a minuscule issue, and to act as if this is some sort of ongoing conspiracy of crime, when in reality, it barely qualifies as a felony. And if we looked at other comparable crimes, it's usually crimes we would say, is that really something worth prosecuting? Dr. Larry, is it really something worth prosecuting? No, it's not. And Tammy, let's, let's support and offer context. Wow, wow. When we talk not. about- you, no, You're so interested black man, let, I'm gonna hear you. Go ahead. Please, let me finish, thank you. <laughs> so this idea of being undocumented is not new phenomenon. And so let's also remind that this topic is also racialized. 
Let me give you an example. So Europeans that came here uh, in the late 1900s, early, you know, uh, or beginning of this of that century, many came here undocumented. And now, so certainly, certainly had some adjustments, cultural adjustments, but those same individuals are just a, a generation or two now considered to be U.S., considered to be Americans. So this issue, and also in terms of, also in terms of when it comes to the right, right-wing politicians have racialized this. And a lot of times we have this conversation about undocumented, but we don't pull back the layers. The other thing about it, Tammy, is there are also 400, more than 400,000 students who are DACA, which President Obama signed in 2012, who are currently students in post-secondary institutions, a study that came out last year. So when I talk about in terms of individuals benefiting from social services who are undocumented, those individuals, those more than those several hundred thousand undocumented students who are brought here as children will go on to be teachers, lawyers, professors, engineers, they're driving the economic engine. Let's also highlight those individuals are more likely being that 18 to 29 uh, demographic that is once again going to pay into Social Security. So when we talk about economic issues here, every country, in, you know, modern country, including the United States, depends on people immigrating to here to the United States. And once again, the idea of being undocumented and coming to the United States, it is not new. It's been happening for centuries. And it also is this issue has been racialized. Rashid, uh, let's talk about the uh, economics of this all. How would granting legal status and citizenship to undocumented in immigrants impact America economically? Well, as I mentioned with the $6.3 trillion um, bill that the American citizens will have to incur, um, I think what Dr. Larry missed in his rebuttal of my point is if these yes, they probably may not qualify for some of these benefits, depending on what state you're in now. But we're talking about if these people are ultimately made citizens, okay? That's how much it's going to cost. And also, when it comes to the coyotes and the cartels, who are already making thir um, $13 billion a year off of literally smuggling people into the country, that they're going to be making more money. So now criminal organizations will be making more money. And, you know, the, the other thing, you know, what I think, Tammy, you just asked Dr. Larry a really great question um, about, you know, is this such a, should this be prosecuted? Of course, it's unfair. My family came here from the Caribbean legally, just like many of my friends who had the same story with their families. How is this fair to the nearly 13.2 million people who have their immigration backlogs. How is it fair to the people who are waiting in line for green cards? And all these systems have been Hold that thought. I want to I want to continue that conversation, but we got to go sure. to a commercial break, so I'm going to smuggle my way to commercial and we'll come back. <laughs> hey soulmates, I want to take a quick second to talk about Hover one of our amazing sponsors. So have you ever thought about starting your own business? I certainly have. Creating a brand? I certainly want that. Sharing your wealth of knowledge with the world or using your years of experience to create something for yourself? Oh, don't we all dream of that? Well, don't look any further. Hover wants to help you take the first step in getting your ideas off the ground. And I've got a lot of ideas, and I know you have a lot of ideas, too, you want to pick up and go with. So if you have a brand that you have 
always dreamt of building or a business you want to take online, the first step is finding your domain name. Well, Hover makes this super simple with a clear and straightforward user experience, easy to use tools, and a truly amazing customer support team. It's never too late to step up to the plate and share what you have to offer. Getting online has helped thousands of people around the world reach new heights with their businesses. You will also be able to choose from over 400 extensions like .shop, .tech, and .art. Or you can stick with the classic .com. You'll be able to find the perfect domain name for your business. One that's memorable, relevant, and boost your brand. Yeah, we could all use the boost, right? You can buy a domain, set up custom email boxes, and point it to your website in just a few clicks. I like that. If you ever run into trouble, help is just a phone call or a chat away. Hover is a trusted and popular choice amongst millions of people launching any kind of brand or business. Secure, simple, and reliable. If you're ready to get your idea off the ground with the perfect domain name, head to hover.com forward slash Tammy Mac to get 10% off your first Hover purchase. Again, that's hover.com forward slash Tammy Mac to get 10% off. We'll be right back with the business of being black with Tammy Mac. Welcome back to the business of being black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack. And the business of being black today is should undocumented immigrants have a path to American citizenship? Please welcome the assistant professor at the University of Central Florida. Dr. Larry Walker is with us today. Political commentator Rashid Walters is on board, artist and consultant. And Ajelsi Velasco Sanchez is here, here with us again today. And conservative political consultant Shirley Hussar is here as well. Um, do immigrants really take jobs? away from Americans, Anna Jelsey? Oh, well, first Americans, of all, Americans generally agree that undocumented immigrants work jobs most U.S. citizens wouldn't work. I mean, I think you just summed it up, honestly. <laughs> I could go into a long discussion about that, about that, but the reality is many of the positions being held by undocumented individuals in this country are jobs that other people eschew. They don't want to, they don't want to be a part of. And so, um, there's that reality. And I think there's also needs to be an acknowledgement of um, the number of people who start out like ugh, I'm losing what I'm trying to say here. I apologize. Okay. I'm a bit, bit heated feeling. Um, there's a reality that there are jobs in this country that U.S. citizens, I'll be blunt, find themselves too good for. They think there's a level of elitism. And I think if we're being honest about what positions are held by most un undocumented people in this country, it is not a position that many U.S. citizens would be willing or desire to work. Which I Certainly think we can, equate, a, we can probably equate those jobs to service workers amongst most of them, right? Well, service workers, agriculture, look at um, essential workers uh, during this pandemic. There were um, literally, literally thousands, hundreds of thousands of them were undocumented individuals. But there's also I, documented and American people who add value to this country. And I don't believe I said they did. I do not agree with you on that. I don't you think I said totally they did. You so, don't add value. You're, in a black, you're on a black network telling us how wonderful illegals add to this country. They don't add to this country. Undocumented people. Away, undocumented illegal illegal people. You use your terms like you use your words and I'm going to use my own. These people here do not add value in the sense that we now have home 
homeless people. So and you'd be comfortable with all the undocumented individuals disappearing and you feel your quality of life wouldn't be affected at all by the absence of undocumented people. It's a lie. You're lying to yourself and you're lying to the viewers. Because black people in this country are being suppressed by outsiders who are being funded by the federal government of this administration. What we find is that Biden and Obama have given a lot of money towards that culture of people. And that is the only way you have been able to level up and leverage up and get away from Biden and Obama have deported more individuals than Trump. President Obama also funded a lot of money towards illegal immigration. So you can talk about deportation, but I'm talking about utilization of money that is given now. Currently, right now, President Biden are talking. We're not talking about just the Latins that are illegal. We're talking about the Chinese, the Ukrainians, the Afghanistans. Why do we give money to these people? And then they come here and say, oh, wow, we want to help you as if we're in distraught of a country. You should go back now that you've gotten the knowledge, now that you've gotten your education, go back and fix the countries that you're in. Fix Mexico, fix El Salvador, fix Guadalajara. You're not going anywhere. Go to where those people are and help those people. Of course you're not. This is an opportunity country. Uh, Tammy, can I jump in for a second? Go ahead, Dr. Larry, unless Anna Jelsey had something to say. I want to get my point across. I, I'm, I'm responding to well, what she's saying. I hold that thought, Sherry. I, Sh Shirley, I have to get I have to get our two guys in into the conversation. Because we already know that Dr. Larry doesn't like right wingers. I'm not a right winger, sir. You're a left winger. You're not helping black people. You're part of the Democrat destruction who are losers. In this hold country. that thought. Let me let Dr. Larry respond. Go ahead, Dr. Larry. And then Dr. Larry lives in Florida, a red state, but he wants to talk about Democrats. Good luck, Sanchez. Thank you. So, Tammy, let, let me note that this discussion. And my blackness are not the same, so uh, I, I would just—I'll just leave it—I'll leave it at that, and I'll keep moving. It's really important that, in terms of, like I said, first of all, we start this conversation talking about language, and so since my colleague has a bright red hat on the right-hand side, let me offer some context in terms of violence as it relates to. Since my colleague talked about blackness, so during the Trump administration. The violence against it, black it people. It has to do with illegal let, immigration. Let, or we're gonna it, go into it, the it does. Stay on subject, plane. Don't go off topic. I'd like to hear Shirley, about I want to let I want to let him complete his thought. Shirley, I'd like to let him complete his thought, and I'll be the determining factor as to whether it uh, is on par with the subject or not. Thank go you, ahead, Doctor. I appreciate that, Tammy. Thank you. Violence against black people and other minoritized communities, Asian Americans, etc. During the Trump administration, according to ACLU, the Anti-Defamation League, ma'am, let me finish, dramatically increased. And we saw that in real time. Secondly, when we talk about immigration and we talk about elitism, my colleague mentioned elitism, I think we need to make a connection here since we're talking about Donald Trump, whose wife came here on the Albert Einstein genius immigration pathway. So let's be clear. The last time I checked, Leonard Trump was not a scientist. She wasn't a STEM. So when we have this conversation, once again, about racialized and power and money, it's clear, be clear that Donald Trump's wife came here based on a, a visa and pathway to citizenship that was meant for people who are geniuses on the level of Albert Einstein. There's that. Thirdly, I think it's really important, once again, as my colleague uh, Rashid mentioned, the Heritage Foundation, because I want to go back to that, is that, once again, the Heritage Foundation has a very clear agenda. And that is to make sure that America does not continue to become as brown as it is. And we know by 2050 that the United States will be a majority minority nation. Once again, this issue is not a, an economic issue because the United States depends on immigration. It is a racial, ethnic, cultural so issue it is an to make sure we say you're. So we, long, we say, 
Sir, that we wrong. stay a Eurocentric Go center. Ahead and I hope that you're a Negro. Uh, Rashid, uh, I want to ask. Uh, Dr. Larry's mentioned the yeah, well, Heritage Foundation, and uh, I have. To, I want to get Rashid in, uh, okay. Shirley. I want to get Rashid in. Um, Dr. Larry has mentioned the Heritage Foundation, and you have a couple of times. He says that uh, the Heritage Fonta Foundation has a goal of uh, getting rid of brown people. What, what do you say? Um, I don't represent the Heritage Foundation, so I can't really speak for them. I mean, he just mentioned ACLU, which has been pretty much an organization that has went from a freedom of speech organization to a complete leftist organization. Um, I think the Heritage Foundation, like other conservative think tanks, have been doing research on this particular issue and its effects on the economy of the country. And I think that, you know, even coming up with that figure, it makes sense. Again, if we look at the 8% of the population in America who do not have high school diplomas, and we would do the math on how much social service do they probably need to survive, because it's really difficult to not uh, to, to make a living without a high school diploma, then do the math on what they're proposing as the 11 million um, illegal immigrants who are seeking a path to citizenship. I mean, we found the number, and the number is quite concerning. But, you know, I also would like to mention this. Um, I know that uh, earlier in the conversation, we were speaking about new addition. So I know that uh, the, the, the panel here would probably remember in 1986 when um, Ronald Reagan and the Congress agreed on an amnesty act. And this act was put into place and there was a, a lot of different um, uh, requirements. Like there was an English requirement, there was an American civics requirement, there was a fee that had to be paid, there was a military service that had to be rendered, um, had to be signed up for by people that were given amnesty. And the idea was, hey, we're going to give amnesty to people who are here undocumented, undocumented or illegally. And the whole point is that eventually this is going to solve our illegal immigration problem. And it did not. We look at the numbers back then to now, and it has quadrupled. So we have already did this in 1986. And it was led by, and it was signed by a, a conservative president with uh, the help of a bipartisan um, Congress, and it did not work. So now, I'm not sure why you uh, brought my group New Addition into it. They're Americans, not immigrants, but okay. <laughs> okay. No, this is, that's a reference as, you know, you guys were around during um, that time. But, but Rashid, you have said yes. that, you, uh, that you are immigrant or either come from a family I'm, of immigrants. I'm not an immigrant. I was born here. My family. Um, Your family. Are, um, yes. So I want to ask you, is granting citizenship to undocumented immigrants unfair to those who have gone through the lengthy process to arrive in America legitimately? Uh, did your family arrive here legitimately? Yes, they did. Um, they did. And I'm very proud of that. And um, as I mentioned earlier, I didn't really get to touch on many of the numbers. But right now, there are 500,000 immigrants uh, who are in the legal process, they're awaiting a green card interview, okay? With COVID, the numbers of the backlogs have grown tremendously. And these are people who, are, who have went through the legal process and are seeking asylum. And again, about 8.5 million pending cases right now when it comes to legal immigration and asylum. And there are about 5 million of those who are way beyond their date. So there's about 13.2 million people who legally are going through the process and who are not even getting assistance versus the 11 million, which, you know, they say that that number is greater, but that's neither here nor there, who did not go through the long fee process, who did not do this legally. And all of a sudden, we're going to say, hey, 
we're going to reward you for bad behavior, but the people that actually did it the right way forget about them. It's completely unfair and it's unjust and it's not right. So Anna Jelsey, how Anna Jelsey, what Rashid's saying is it makes sense. How how does that affect how do how do undocumented immigrants affect those that are trying to go through the system and the process legitimately? Well, first, I am a documented person, and I have obviously had to deal with the system quite a bit over my lifetime, over the last 39 years. Or so you're, you're undocumented right now? I said I'm documented. Oh, okay. As a documented individual, I so find it kind of laughable. I'm, I'm, I'm responding I'm to the question now. What undocumented mean? I'm responding to the question now. American. As a documented individual, I find it kind of laughable to, to think to look at other immigrants who I consider my people as a part of that community and point to them as the problem with the immigration system, considering the many loopholes, backlogs, bureaucratic mess that those of us who are documented already have to jump through. My last concern as a documented person is undocumented people. Um, Another thing to point out, 400,000, there is a backlog. Rashid is absolutely right. 400,000 of the undocumented people in this country have tried to start the process. But because of that intense backlog and all of the bureaucratic mess, they're in this sort of limbo where, yes, they're undocumented, but not for a failure of trying to engage with the system. That's something to acknowledge. Another thing I'd like to point out is I don't differentiate, differentiate between my people, between who's legitimate and who isn't legitimate. That's not a game that I play. And so if you are here and you're an immigrant, you're as valuable as I am. I'm not waving my papers and, at people and going, I did it the right way, get in line. Because you know what? The line has got so many twists and turns, it's laughable. Uh, let me take a twist and turn to commercial break. We'll be back. Back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack. And the Business of Being Black today are undocumented immigrants. I have a question here for uh, anyone on the panel. Shirley, I know you're ready to speak, so we'll go straight to you. Uh, why do you think it is easier for undocumented immigrants or for immigrants, I should say, to enter into America versus any other nation? Because you have a president right now who does not believe in border control. Well, this, did, did, this, this didn't just start. Well, no, no, it didn't uh, when Joe Biden was I, president. I, became I, president. I'm not going to go back in history talking about when it starts. I'm going to talk about now. I'm talking about this administration. The Biden administration has allowed the borders to be open. And what you're finding out is states are making decisions to take charge of all of this, just like they do in Texas, where they just recently bust some more uh, illegal immigrants into Chicago. All these sanctuary states, well, you can have these illegals, you can have these undocumented people, because we find in certain states, they are not adding value, they're pulling away. I want to address something that doctor said uh, earlier when he's talking about the Republican Party or Trump. Look, the Biden administration is the one running this country. According to Biden, if I didn't vote for him, I'm not black. So I guess I'm not a Negro that adds any value. All the black people that didn't vote for him, that's what he said. That's what the president... Well, the problem that, the problem I, that I have, Shirley, I the problem that I... I want to finish my thought, Tammy. That's all, all I want to do. I have to, I have to stop you here. Let me, let me interject, oh. please. The problem with um, creating a narrative about whether which president did what becomes a little foggy because, uh, listen, Rashid, we just heard Rashid talk about how the, the Reagan administration uh, gave amnesty to immigrants. So uh, each 
Each representative of each party has done their fair share of rights and wrongs. And so it becomes nonproductive to talk about who did what uh, when we're looking for solutions and we're asking questions uh, that really don't represent a specific party in particularly because each party has its own faults. We can certainly agree that there is not 100% perfection on the left and there is not 100% perfection on the right. If we can re agree with that, then we know that there's a middle ground somewhere we'd like to get to. Go ahead, I Shirley. I agree with that, but Tammy, you also have to understand that you have to operate under the laws of a administration that is operating at this time. And that administration is the Biden administration. Is the Biden administration gonna step in, we're talking about this is Fox Soul, to make a difference for a solution to help black Americans other than putting money towards immigration and undocumented people. We talk about the CBC. The CBC do not believe in helping descendants of Negro slaves. So why do you think it's easier for immigrants to come into America than any other? Oh, America is a golden ticket right now. Well, you got open borders. You can come here and then you're, they are all got their own phone conversations and they can park their people in their own communities. You got people from Afghanistan. Um, you have people from Ukraine right now. Like I told you, eight million billion dollars given to these people it's unbelievable they're giving them money they're giving them housing airbnb offered to give them housing as well but we're not fixing the problem of the people that are already here we're not helping financially the people that are already here we're giving all this energy in, and i identify myself as a citizen of the united states i'm not documented i'm not undocumented i am not an immigrant i don't come from immigrants i come from people who are raped and enslaved in this country and we are being told ignored and we all want to have this inclusiveness and make it a real comfortable scenario it is not comfortable we're distressed right now we're talking about the economy and then we're going to try to see how the democrats continue to push a race issue this is an economic issue this is a fair issue of executive orders and monies allocated to things bills that were granted and it's just just displaced us calling us super Damn. predators they've called us names the democrats and they call us losers and it's now time for black people to wake up and leave that party Leave that notion. Stop supporting people who are not your people and get your Dr. own. Dr. Larry, I want to get you in here. I want to ask a question. Uh, why do you believe no other nation has this issue? Well, actually, it's not, that's not true, Tammy. A number of issues, another, a number of countries, particularly in Europe, deal with issues related to undocumented immigrants and uh, France, uh, England, especially countries that are closer to um, you know, Northern Africa and some other countries in, in uh, other countries. But yeah, many countries in Europe deal with this issue. Uh, and and struggle to to struggle to fix it. Uh, other countries mentioned uh, mentioned some countries like France, but also Greece has struggled with this issue. So it is a, is a, it is a geopolitical challenge, Tammy. Overall, this kind of the way to describe it. It is not just an issue specifically in the United States. It's, it's a challenge that countries deal with globally. So I, I want to offer some I want to offer some context. My colleague mentioned she said a lot of things about a number of topics, but specific relating to immigration and the CBC. Now I'm a former congressional black caucus with the congressional black caucus. And uh, as I said, a congressional staffer, I mean, I think people have a misunderstanding of how things work in the United States government. We fund billions of, tr actually trillions of dollars in terms of overall programs. How we fund the Immigration Nationalization Service is one small piece of all the other programs that we fund. I highlight that because I think, once again, that there's a misunderstanding of how the government contributes funding to address one specific issue. And also, again, once again, addressing this uh, um, immigration issue, as I said, is an economic issue. And the country depends on 
immigrants who come to the United States will come here illegally, what people describe illegal or illegal. The country or, has been altered illegal. to depend upon. The country so has been let me, altered let me finish my, taken let me finish out of the content of the Constitution. Let me finish my last thought. Go right ahead, Dr. Larry. And overall, I think it's really important that we really have a, like I said, in terms of what, are, what, what do we need to do? We need to have a comprehensive immigration bill. A bill was passed by the House in last year. It didn't pass. It passed the House, two bills, to address this issue of immigration, securing our borders, like my colleagues to keep bringing up, but also offering a path to citizenship. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. So you need a comprehensive immigration bill. The problem is that we Republicans in the Senate would not agree to a uh, comprehensive uh, um, immigration bill. So this is the problem. We have to come, come up with a bill that works for both sides, but then Republicans have to be willing to so just be to show some leeway to find an issue to solve our immigration issue. Uh, Rashid, I want to ask you, doesn't every hold that thought, Shirley? I can't, Shirley, I can't give you the whole hour, baby. I can't give you the whole hour. No, but you're not being fair, letting me. You said that we could rebuttal and ask questions to the question, and then you want to hold back and not let me answer this man's question. He's saying my colleague, and then when I come in and try to what I'm saying to you is, what I'm saying to you is, I have to eat. Equally share the time and the space not, with every other panelist, and, and, and I trust and I trust myself enough to know that I can make it happen fairly. Rashid, doesn't every decision in America come down to commerce? Yes, um, I think that in our country, money matters, and money is very um, important. And again, when we are looking to make these moves, we have to consider how much it will cost the country. If we're going to be adding a six point two trillion. Um, dollar tax burden on a country and on a people that are currently struggling with a recession that would unfortunately turn into a depression, we have to take this into account. I think that when we look at immigration policy, we need to look at, number one, helping the people that did it the right way. We need to figure out how can we fix our backlogs? And then also, how could what type of immigrants do we want in America? And, and I say that respectfully because we have to understand economically, we have to take people that are able to take on the level of high-tech jobs that we have and also not be a burden to the country's welfare state. So it, it, it's very important. And I, and I believe that if we're going to get this right, it will have to be done first with those who are here legally. Understood. Uh, Anna Jelsey, do you agree with that? No, <laughs> I, but I will point out that there's, um, if we, if we are truly concerned with the economics of it all, uh, I want to reiterate some of the numbers that we've talked about, because at the end of the day, we know the numbers. It's not, it's not a, a question of, I hope maybe immigrants are contributing more than they're taking. The We'll take Social Security, which has been brought up. They themselves have said that a major portion of the money that goes into Social Security, billions, come from undocumented immigrants. Even though they cannot receive Social Security, they pay into it. Um, you can receive schooling and you can receive emergency medical care, but you cannot receive welfare. You do not, you do not get your access to the other um, uh, services that are available to documented and U.S. citizens, yet we pay into it. Um, so there's, I, and then there, of course, is the 1.7 um, trillion that we were talking about earlier within the next decade that will go into our economy as a result of undocumented immigrants. So if we are concerned with the economics of it all, it is a benefit to our to our country to have both documented and undocumented individuals. 
Okay. I think uh, we lost Shirley. She got a little upset, felt like she wasn't getting her fair share of the time. I'm convinced she got more than her fair share of the time. Uh, so let's go into a lightning round at this time. If we can grab a lightning round, I would love to make it happen. Lightning round. There we go. There we go. The lightning round is real simple. Tell me, uh, should undocumented immigrants have a pathway to American citizenship? Yes or no? And why, Dr. Larry? Tammy, absolutely. We've done it in the past. Rashid talked about it. And it's really important, once again, to make sure we drive the economic engine. Engine. We make sure DACA students who are in currently in college or have graduated have the opportunity to find jobs and contribute to the U.S. Um, economy. Rashid, you say uh, we have done it before, but it did not fare well. What do you think? Should we do it again? <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> because I think, you know, unfortunately, history teaches us that we learn nothing from history. So absolutely not. <laughs> You know, well, I can't. Enough, I can't argue with that one. <laughs> I cannot argue with that one either. History definitely teaches us that. I got to write that one down. Yes. Uh, Anna Jelsey, what you got? Uh, we talked a lot about the stats and the numbers. I want to humanize it and 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 have us remember that these are people we're talking about, um, and these are families that would have to be would have to be torn apart, or the entire family, U.S. citizens included, deported in order for us to do things the way people are saying they must be done. Let's try and have a radical imagination and figure out a way to create a pathway to citizenship. Anna Jelsey, tell us uh, the services you provide at AVS. Sure. Uh, so I work with uh, colleges and universities, nonprofits, businesses, anyone that wants to look at what a really integrated, interlocking, um, intersectional, whatever language we want to use, approach to doing justice, what that looks like, how we get out of working in silos and begin to really do um, collaborative work together. I do that with communities. Dr. Walker, how can we keep up with your work? Yeah, sure, Tammy. You can catch people can catch me on Roland Martin on Filtered. Um, I'm a weekly panelist. In addition to being on Roland Martin, if there are folks out there who are interested in going to uh, graduate degree, University of Central Florida, feel it's free a to good reach college. Via, via, if it is, feel free to reach out to me via Twitter. All right, and Rashid, tell us about the Boston Herald and Project Twenty One. Sure. Um, the Boston Herald is one of the oldest papers in Boston, and I'm blessed to be a columnist there. So you could check me out. I write twice a week, um, covering a lot of issues in Boston, but also covering some issues in the country. And uh, Project 21 is a great, um, you know, think tank. It's a nonprofit, uh, um, whereas, you know, members who have different beliefs who are Black come together and we you know, discuss what would probably be best for not only Black people in America, but for the country. Yeah. And I would love uh, for, I would have loved for Shirley to talk about her urban game changers, but she's not here to do that. So I just simply want to shout out the urban game changers. How about that? Um, I want to ask a question. Is this a solvable problem? Is immigration in America is there a fix for this at all, or will this be an ongoing issue that we have in our country? Angelsi? I think it's an ongoing issue, but I think that there can be forward movement. Wow. Okay. Rashid, do you think that's possible? I, I do think that there is um, obviously solutions to the problem again, and the solutions begin with, you know, focusing on those who are doing it the right way and doing our best to help make their process speedier. Dr. Larry, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, sure, Tammy. The two uh, uh, comprehensive immigration bills that passed the House last year that I talk about, 
those are the solutions we've talked about, you know, that mentioned, we'll call them the dream act, but those are the solutions to addressing issues where people are concerned about the border or with the, or the pathway to citizenship. So give us those two so that everyone knows. Well, it's essentially the two bills collectively called is referred to as the dream act, but both the two bills that passed the house, like I said, secure the borders, provide a pathway to citizenship for millions of, of undocumented, uh, uh, undocumented people in the United States. But it failed, and it didn't get any, it didn't get any traction in the Senate, so it didn't become law. It is, that's President Obama's uh, plan. Yes, right? from 2000, right, exactly, from last year. Yeah, uh, didn't quite work out. So you say that it could if they gave it a chance. If, if, if we, some people on the uh, Republican side of the aisle in the Senate were willing to, were willing to support the bill, they, need, they would need it last year, they needed 10 Republicans to support the one in the Senate, and it didn't happen. Mm. Well, we'll see what happens now that... Uh... <laughs> The administration has the Senate. <laughs> well, we shall see uh, now that the Democrats has the Senate. Uh, thank you, Anna Jelsey. Thank you so much, Rashid. And thank you, Dr. Larry, for being on Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack on Fox. Soul. Lucky Land Slots, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.